worship you this morning. We worship you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. And there's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. And there's a
the price that we could not pay when your son Jesus Christ died on that cross when his blood spilled out you paid a price that we could not pay not in a million years could we pay the price that we owed you Lord for the debt of our sin but through that one act through you giving your son and your son giving his life we have been made right we have been restored back to you Lord Jesus we can come before you boldly. We can come before the throne of grace boldly because of the work that was accomplished through your son. And so this morning, we remember, we remember, we owe all to you, Lord Jesus. We just give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor, King of majesty. And everybody said, and everybody said, come on. Well, it is so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is when David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. This is a place of refreshing. This is, place, this is a place of restoration. This is a place of healing. This is a place for a fresh start if you need it. So there's a lot of beautiful people around you. Let's take the next minute or two just to greet them and uh, tell them hello. Well, good morning, church family. Happy Siete de Mayo. We are so glad to be with you this morning. Such a great time worshiping the Lord. 
If you are new to the church this morning, we just want to welcome you. And in front of you, there is a connect card. We'd love to have you fill that out. In just a few minutes, the offering buckets will pass. If you place that in there, we'd love to just keep you up to date on everything that's happening here at the church. And if you've been here for a while and haven't had a chance to check out Growth Track, we'd love for you, Sunday mornings at nine o'clock, upstairs, we have a class that is specifically designed to get you plugged in and connected to being a part of what this church is doing. Well, it is May, and May is a month of graduations, and so we want to make you aware of a couple that are very important. Summit Christian Academy is having a kindergarten graduation this Tuesday, and then we will be graduating our seniors from the class of 2017 on Friday. Any seniors that are excited about graduating? Any parents that are excited? I'm just kidding. No, yeah, we don't want to. I know, it's, it's bittersweet. But we want to celebrate with you, and, and if you've graduated from an Institute of Higher Learning or uh, high school, on t- the May 21st, we are going to be honoring you in service. So get your information filled out, get it turned in, and we want to recognize you on May 21st for all of your accomplishments. Next Sunday is Mother's Day, so if you haven't remembered that, let me just make you aware, next Sunday is Mother's Day. But uh, a special time, we're going to be doing child dedication. So if there's a little one that you know of that you would like to be dedicated, we'd love to have you fill out that information. And we will celebrate not only mothers next weekend, but also the gifts that God has blessed them with. Well, over my time here as not only student pastor, but now moving into outreach, I've had the distinct privilege of leading short-term missions trips. And it's exciting to see neighbors and nations and what's that, what that has become and all of the different missionaries that we've been able to send out and support. And this morning, we have a very special missionary that grew up in this church. She had significant spiritual moments that inspired her to go and do what God has called her to do. And this morning, you will have an opportunity to not only see that, but support her. So we want you to have an opportunity to see exactly what God is calling her to do. And we want to celebrate all God is doing in her life. Missions really shaped who I was growing up. Every summer as a high school student, I would save all year long so that I could go on mission trips with my youth group. And every person that I talked to and every culture that I experienced, it left an imprint on my heart. And all of those trips, I was stretched in my faith and I was able to look beyond myself. And I just realized that there are a lot of people out there that need Jesus. When I was in college, I had the opportunity to go to Africa for the first time. And I immediately fell in love with the people. And they were so warm and expressive. I was drawn to them. I wanted to be a part of their lives. And I remember that trip was the moment that I honestly considered what it meant to live in a culture that was so different from my own. And I told God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. And he said, okay, this is what I have for you. Africa is going to be a significant part of your future. And that moment I realized how big of a dream this was in my heart and how long it had been there, even as a young girl. And since then, I've been waiting for God to tell me when He wanted me to go. I met Randy and Desert Freeman when I went to Swaziland a few years ago. 
and they knew my heart. They knew that I wanted to go back. So Randy let me know about a new initiative they were starting called Urban Tribes. Africa is the fastest urbanizing region in the world. People from all different ways of life, different cultures, they're coming together. And as they do, a new culture is emerging. Urban Tribes is focused on planning churches in big cities to reach this new modern Africa. As we were talking about this vision and the church that the Freemans are planning, God said to me, it's time. This is the season where your dream becomes a reality. I will be joining the team that is planning a church in Durban, South Africa for two years. I am so excited and I can't wait to see what God will do when we get over there. My goal is to head to Durban at the end of the summer, but right now I'm building my team. I need people that are committed to keeping my team in prayer. I need people that are dedicated to giving financially. I want to bring people on this journey with me. For more information on how you can be a part, visit agmd.org slash you slash mbagby. Together, we can reach urban Africa. Hey, would you welcome our very own Meredith Bagby? Why don't you stand and give her a great welcome today. We're so proud of her. Thank you guys so much. As you're seated, just a quick note that at, at fourth grade, we start setting kind of a, a missions challenge in front of the students here at the assembly. And they go on a short-term missions trip. And as they get older, they go farther away, stay longer. And that's what Meredith did. And so tell us, what were the international trips you were able to go on as a student here at the assembly? Right. Um, so we went stateside, but internationally ended up going to Spain and Ireland while I was here in high school. And so, you know, to me, it, from what I've known about you, it allowed you to see something. And so just what started happening in your heart as a teenager that le leads you to where you are today? Those experiences, they allowed me to, first off, understand what missions is. I got to see the world. My eyes were open to God's heart for the world. I understood what it meant to serve, serve my church, serve people that didn't even speak the same language as I did. And I really learned that God was my provider and he stretched me and grew my faith in so many ways. So tell us uh, just a little more specifically what you will be doing when you leave the end of the summer. Right. So my team, we are planning a church in Durban, South Africa. Now, Durban is a big city in that country. It's one of the ones that the country is looking to and leading the way in culture. They're looking to them um, for just anything that happens influential in that country. So we want to meet the need. Like I said, Africa is urbanizing. They're going to these big cities. We want to be there and be a part of the change that's happening. So church, I'm excited today to see, first of all, the results of vision and your sacrifice. Uh, you know, there are children in our ministry today and seeds being sown. Uh, as Meredith came here, and those seeds were sown. God knew then she would be standing here today. That first trip that you made, God knew then as you saw that place, those people, he was going to stir a, a vision that's part of who you are and it's your destiny. So let's praise God that we see 
the results. This is the big picture right here of what we do every day. Isn't it exciting to see a young lady answering the call of God on her life? Amen. She will leave the end of the summer for two years. And the way she does that is churches like ours become supporting churches. So monthly, we will send money to Meredith, but also she has to raise a cash amount in order to be released to go. And so Rick Warren said this, that a church is not great because of its seating capacity, but its sending capacity. And we support 75 missionary families around the world and individuals. And now Meredith is our newest, and she's right from our church. So we need to be the greatest, biggest supporter of Meredith. Amen? Are you ready to do this? I want the ushers to come today, and we're going to honor the Lord by just bringing our tithe to Him. And then if you will make an offering to Neighbors and Nations... We will then give that to Meredith as a support and an encouragement to her and all she's doing. And Meredith, will you just come right down here? And I want to ask our pastors, Kelly, to come around Meredith. And we're going to pray for her, God's protection, God's vision as she goes. And also that this support will come in even quicker than she can imagine so that she is free to go and do what God's called her to do. Lord Jesus, we praise you today for the church. It is a global church. The sun never sets on the New Testament church. We thank you that we are a part of that. We thank you for the culture here at the assembly that has a heart for, for those across the street and across the world. As Meredith now has received a calling from you to go, we ask that she be protected and blessed, that, Lord, you would give her the insight of how to see that church planted as she relates and connects with people there and leads them to come to know you as Savior and Lord. Bless her and keep her. Lord, I pray that the money will come in. Lord, thousands of dollars needed so that she can go without any restriction or limitation. Use us today in, in a major part of that support. We will pray for her every day. We will continue to give. But today is, is like the catalyst to get it going. And we pray great things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you as you give today. Amen. Again, Meredith, thank you for being with us today. And after this service is over, she has a card. It's a prayer card that would be a reminder to us to pray for her. Why don't you get one? Uh, we'll make sure she's just outside in this lobby. 
and it's a way to keep her on your heart in prayer. Uh, two years, every day, just doing the work of God, and that's just the first phase, and then she'll come back to the States and kind of regroup and uh, get connected to her supporters and then go again. And so it's so exciting because I, I got to be a part of about nine years of her journey, and it blesses me. And, and I, I want to say this. I'll develop it on May 21st when I talk more to graduates, but if you're thinking about the plan of God for you, uh, what's he want you to do? Where are you headed? There's something that her life teaches us. A lot of times you think, I need a vision. Well, I have learned that God gives you a vision when you go and see something you've never seen before. Like expand your horizons. When she went to another place that she had not been and saw need differently than ever, when she saw it, now watch how God then built a vision. So I want a vision. We'll go see something, and you'll get a vision. That's why we do these trips. This year, we have 29 students going to Belize. That's amazing. We have a team going to Malawi. There are two stateside trips, Kansas City and Washington, D.C., and it's on these experiences where you see something, maybe in a different way or for the first time, and out of that, you can never unsee it. And God begins to, to build on it. And that's where vision starts happening in your life. So Meredith, we, we celebrate where you are, who you are, and what you're doing. We have several people that will be getting baptized at the end of this service. And I want to just share just a few of the stories they submitted or just, just a few statements of their fresh start. That's what we've been talking about. One person writes, Jesus saved my soul. Now, we started the year in a How's Your Soul series. She writes, Jesus saved my soul, and today I'm getting baptized. Another one. On March 19th, I gave my life to Jesus. Prior to that time, she writes, I was so defeated. I was depressed. I was struggling every day. But since that day, things have not been the same. And today, I'm getting baptized. That's it. That's it. That's what it's about. A young lady that I love so much who uh, came to know the ministry of this church through Night to Shine, the prom we do with those for special needs. And I, she's affectionately known to all of us as Air Jordan. And today, she is getting baptized in water. That is awesome. Yes. Another young man writes, Jesus made himself real to me. He saved me. I'm experiencing his grace and change. And today I'm following through and will be baptized. And finally, four months ago, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And since that time, I have been drug free. Come on, give the Lord a great praise today. Those are stories of a fresh start. And for each one of those persons and all of us, uh, how do we wake up every day and get the most of the fresh start? When you've had a certain sin pattern, God saves you, and then you're moving forward in your fresh start, there's still a target on you. And the enemy of your soul is going to aim what Ephesians 6 calls 
fiery darts of wickedness at that target of your life. It doesn't mean you aren't shielded, that God's not with you, but he's going to try everything he can to get you back to the life that you have left. And so I want to make sure today we, we get at what it takes to wake up and win every day. Others, you'd say, you know what, I, I'm trying to make the most of this fresh start, but I'm learning new things while I'm walking away from old things or old ways, things that had me messed up and needing a fresh start. You know, the residue of it, the, the impact of it. I, I'm waking up from that to the new life, and I need strategy. I need to know that I'm making the most of this because the last thing I want to do is go back where I was. We've all seen people, maybe in our own lives, where we've made that U-turn. We've gone back to the things that we were doing that, that Jesus saved us out of. We relapsed. Today, we want to make sure we have a plan to every day get up and make the most of the fresh start. This will help you. This will help every one of us. If you will apply what you hear today, it will make the difference. And here's what's interesting about this message. You're going to know tomorrow how you're applying this. It's just that practical, it's that clear. And so pray with me right now that our hearts will be so ready to receive this that we will actually do what we hear. We will act on it. Let's pray. Jesus, we're ready. Make us better. Prepare us for all you have for us, Lord. There's so much that you want to do. We, we can't imagine the kind of places you want to take us, the influence you want us to have. But Lord, for that to be realized, we must wake up every day and make the most of the fresh start. So let this message become life a life message. Let this be one we go back to over and over again to get that lead on how to do this. And we thank you for it, and everybody said, here's the text, Lamentations 3, starting at verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. How many of you are glad for that? His mercies never come to an end. I love this next part. They are new. Say the highlighted part with me. Say it again. They're new. Great is your faithfulness. Making the most of the fresh start means I'm tapping the steadfast love, the endless mercy, and the faithfulness of God every morning. It is not enough to orient or align myself with the things of God and the word of God weekly, like it's Sunday by Sunday, but it's, it's Sunday and then between Sundays. Say it again with me. Are you ready? One, two, three. Every morning. The reason is so obvious through David's tension and his struggle. David in the Psalms was willing to be honest with us about what it's like to really live in victory, letting us see that it's not automatic, it's intentional. So he had opened up a Psalm. This is like Psalm 42 where he's talking about his passion to pursue God like a deer who's panting for water. So that's awesome. But the very next verse, he's saying, where are you, Lord? And why is my soul so depressed and disturbed? And then the next line, he's like, you're my redeemer. You are my God. Do you see this 
tension of him trying to set his heart, set his mind. It is not easy. There is a, we call it spiritual warfare that would love to pull you into a scenario that would cause you to be defeated from the beginning of the day through the day. And you put days like that together and you're going to regress. However, if we can counter that voice that is so discouraging and so negative that would shape a perspective that is not what the Lord has for you, that would build an attitude that is not what God has, then we can move in the fulfillment of a gracious fresh start. So I would just say from the beginning, every morning you got to set your mind because the mercy is there, the love of God is there, the faithfulness can be tapped into, but not unless we set our mind. I want to challenge you to do something. Why don't you defend the first 30 minutes of every day? I've noticed if I wake up and I just am kind of arbitrary with those first 30 minutes, let's say I start dialing into daily news, social media, email, I immediately am challenged with what I've read, what I've seen, and there's such chaos and tension in culture that that is such an unhealthy way to start the day. Defend the first 30 minutes of your day. Anyone who's trying to get healthy knows that you, you kind of got to fire up your metabolism, and how you fire it up at the beginning of the day is going to send signals to your body throughout the day. Why don't we care for how our spiritual metabolism is ignited at the beginning of the day and set the kind of signal it will send throughout the day? Defend that first 30 minutes of the day. Here's what David did. He would counter the negative thought with a thought of gratitude. If you start every day Defending that first 30 minutes, and in that, you're setting your mind by being thankful, like specifically. And if you're really in a tough time and it's harder to just automatically be grateful, keep at it because there's something that you can be thankful for. Even if it's, I'm breathing, there's somebody or something of which you can say, thank you, Jesus, for that, for this for him, for her. You can identify that which you can be grateful for. And here's the deal. Gratitude and anger can't coexist. Gratitude and fear cannot coexist. See, if I want to set an attitude, set my mind, then start with gratitude that would lead to then celebration. Notice how David would often Uh, reload a past success that God had given him in order to counter the challenge of the current day. He would say things like, the same God who gave me the lion and the bear is the same God who's giving me victory right here today. Here's my current challenge. Here's the latest giant in my pathway. Here's what looks like a finish line and impossible. However, the same God who gave me victory when I was at a finish line in the past is the same God 
who's going to give me victory today. And he reached that point by celebrating, reloading the past success. I call them confetti moments. Yesterday at Oral Roberts University, the end of the graduation, balloons came down. They came down a little earlier than in the service, but most of them came down at this incredible moment. Confetti goes everywhere. It was awesome. It was a great moment in the lives of the graduates. So there, it'd be no problem in the future to reload that moment. That's what I'm talking about. Those moments where you know God met you. You know, unless God had worked the way he did, the outcome would have been so different than it is. Reload it. God said to Joshua, you stack up these stones. And the reason is because it's a memorial. It is a way to remember what I did for you. Because in the past or in the future, you're going to need to reload this moment where I prove to you I can do anything in any circumstance. I'm greater than any obstacle you will ever have. And when you reload it and you celebrate it, you are setting your mind like a trap on the goodness of God. Then you just start praising the Lord. Now again, we're still in the first 30 minutes. Intentional gratitude. Celebrating and giving God thanks. To, to just tell yourself, oh, just have a good attitude is like a prescription. In a good perspective, a healthy perspective, a winning attitude is an outcome of a process. Telling yourself, just have a right perspective. is like telling yourself, if you want to be healthy, just think skinny thoughts. No, being healthy is an outcome of a process. Having a great perspective, setting your mind, is an outcome of being grateful celebrating and praising Jesus. And there are days it's going to be harder than others, but if you're going to tap the steadfast love, the endless mercy, and the faithfulness of God, all of which allow you to maximize your fresh start, then this is the way. Set your mind. Number two. Like David... You can't just listen to yourself. You have to talk to yourself. And Martin Lloyd-Jones said, there are times you've got to talk to yourself way more than you listen to yourself. David would listen to himself, and this is what he would hear. Where is God? The very agony that you're experiencing in your body. And look at your enemies. They're winning. That's what he would hear. But then he would say, no, wait a minute. The Lord is a shield for me. The Lord is a lifter of my head. The Lord will bring me through. My Redeemer is with me. So you got to talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. Listen to yourself and you'll hear everything you can't do. Everything you'll never be. Yourself will take you to the worst case scenario and put no faith in it. 
and make no place for the greatness of God to make himself known and to counter that situation in your life. But if you will talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself, you're going to position your heart to support a great perspective and a great attitude without which you can't thrive. Now, you can't just say anything. I say, use Scripture. Like, talk back to yourself with Scripture. Let me, let me show you a few. Here's the first one. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Now, if you're going through a tough time, you understand these words, brokenhearted and crushed. You just open yourself to flow into the day with no intentionality. And the brokenheartedness and your crushed spirit will speak to you continually. And you will find yourself so discouraged. You will find yourself in a place mentally that is so unhealthy. It'll shape then the the success of any relationship or anything you do. However, if in the acknowledgement of a broken heart and a crushed spirit, as that begins to speak to you, you say, wait a minute, the Lord is still with me. Matter of fact, he's close. What that's saying is you can learn something about Jesus in that place in a way that you can't learn at any other time. Jesus is with me. The presence of the Lord is here. The weight of worry, it's on me, but there's something greater. And that's the weight of the presence of God. Here's another verse. Just imagine. We're waking up. We're setting our mind with celebration, gratitude, and praise. And then we say to ourselves, for the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty Savior. He will take delight with you, in you with gladness. Imagine that. The Lord takes delight in us with his love. He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. What? The Lord is singing over me, rejoicing over me. Counter the negative that would love to be all you think about with the power of this word. The Lord is with me. The Lord is a savior. The Lord takes delight in me. He's proud of me. He loves me. He will confront my fear. He rejoices over me with singing. I want to say it to somebody. God is not mad at you. God is not against you. God loves you. God is for you. God is with you. God is on your side. You get that in your heart. And it'll shape your attitude. And it'll shape your attitude to take on anything that the day would like to bring. Here's another one. Let's keep moving. We know all things, and this is a tough verse, unless we see it from a certain, certain perspective. We know all things. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. We know it rains on the just and the unjust, but when I've started with gratitude and I've celebrated past successes that God has brought and I'm just praising him and I begin to say that what I'm saying is even in this it looks really dark right now 
But God is still in control. This is hurtful and and I don't know naturally how this is going to play. But I know that in all things, God is at work. And somehow he's going to weave this into the tapestry of the masterpiece of my life. And even this will not get the best of me. But God will use this to show me of his character and nature. Things that otherwise I could not know. Let's move along. Here's another one. This is how we talk to ourselves. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Some of you know what it is. It's even hard for you to sleep because of what's going on in your life right now. You know the anxiety. And when you get a couple hours sleep, you wake up. It's right there. It has overwhelmed you. It has occupied every thought. And it can isolate you until you wonder, does anybody really care? Talk to yourself. Don't just listen. Do some talking and say this. He cares for me. Next verse. The Lord himself. Get this kind of promise in your spirit. The Lord himself goes before you. So he's out in front. But notice his sovereignty and his power. And yet he's also with me. The Lord himself will go before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So here's the result. Tell yourself, don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Put it together. I'm defending the first 30 minutes. I'm going to fire up my spiritual metabolism with gratitude, celebration, and praise. And then I'm going to speak to myself the very word of God. I'm going to defend the culture around me and the atmosphere of my spirit. And I'm going to feed my spirit the word. And then you, you are about to go into the day ready to maximize the potential of that day. Here's the final thing. Once you have set your mind and you've spoken the word to yourself, go serve. Go serve. Serve someone. You say, but I've got to go to my job. Yes, but on your job, you can serve somebody. What do I mean? You can make life better for them. You can do an act of kindness that would lighten their load, that would inspire them in some measure. Some of you can make someone better because you have knowledge that they need. You see the, the kind of career path or you see their journey and you know you could speak into their life in a way it would really help them. You know you can. You know that just like Meredith, she's on a certain journey There are some who've who've been where she is right now. And they say, here's a book I read. Here's a person that I talked to. And passing on that knowledge makes someone better. You can do that. And there's a reciprocity. It'll come back to you. Here's what the Proverbs teach us. It feels good to do good. So you do something for someone. And there's a return that'll do something in your spirit. 
and you're maximizing your day. Give the Lord a praise if you believe this can make your day better. There are many that are about to be baptized and I want them to be dismissed and to go prepare. But I still have something so strong that I, I want to share with you in close. Here is, I'm gonna give you today what to me is, I guess, the strongest quote that I embedded into my heart and you, I'll tell you how to get it if you want to keep it. But in light of what you've heard, walk through this with me. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say, or do. Your attitude, your perspective, let's keep going. It's more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. So it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. I believe that. And the longer I live, the more I believe it. The question rises, if attitude is that profound, how do I set my attitude? You gotta start with your thought process. As we know, the battle is, is in the mind. So defend the beginning of the day, guard it carefully, and take into your spirit gratitude and celebration. Now, I want to try and explain something that's almost impossible. As you express thanks and celebration and praise, the spirit of God will just run through your spirit every fiber of your being. If you don't know Jesus, you can come to know him today and you will experience this. For those who know Jesus and you have done this, you know what I'm talking about. Where if just left to the situation you were walking out, the fatigue for the lack of sleep, the responsibilities of that day, it would have been a, a day where you'd have gone in with a heavy spirit. But you started to worship Jesus out of gratitude and celebration and the spirit of, the, of God just ran through your spirit with vitality, faith, and inspiration. See, you were tapping the love of God, the mercies of God, the faithfulness of God. And spiritually, it's what David did when he found his, his house burned, his family taken hostage, and those mighty men around him were now considering killing him. He, he separated himself, and he put it right on the inside, the Bible calls it, he says, he renewed himself in the Lord. The Spirit of God begins to visit you in power, visit you in grace. It's supernatural. And you're like, this would have been a terrible day, but it's a great day. And it's because the Lord is with you and making you, that's how he makes you more than a conqueror. All this big talk that we do, 
in church and all this big talk in these songs that we sing about we're living now. All of the faith-filled lyrics that we sing and the spirit-filled words of Scripture, if they're ever going to make it to the reality of our human experience, then we have to, we have to start the day worshiping Him and allowing His Holy Spirit to bring that ignition of faith, perspective, and attitude. How do I, how do I choose my attitude? I won't unless I have a, a greater power than myself. That's where the Word comes in. And as I use the Word. I was in an unusually challenging time in July. And I was in Malawi. And I was gone, I don't know, 14 days or so. And Kelly had written me a scripture for every day. And I didn't even know it when I got there and I opened my luggage. There they were. They were tied up. And there was one for every day. And I, I, I can't put into words what those scriptures meant as every day started. It works. And then when you just go help somebody, serve somebody, you're shaping an attitude. You're choosing an attitude that's healthy, that's God-honoring, and it is going to support the success that God wants for you. Amen? Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, this is a message that we respond to with action. And I pray that even today we would apply it, and I, would, I pray that when tomorrow comes, we will be held accountable to this message by your Holy Spirit. And we will take seriously. If we want an outcome of health in our attitude and perspective in our life, then we have to submit to the process that leads to that outcome. We're surrendering to it and submitting to it, and we're excited about it because this is the life we can live. This is the blessing that we can know. I pray over everyone here that they will experience the steadfast love of the Lord that never ceases, your mercies that never come to an end, but they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O oh God. And everybody said, let's give the Lord praise for his goodness. We've got a strategy now every morning. In the Fresh Start series, we wanted to have water baptism. It is a way to identify with this, it's a visible manifestation of an invisible reality. Jesus has met each one of these children and students and adults in his grace, in their spirit, in their heart, save them. And this is their story. This is a going public. This is, I'm saying, Jesus has done a work inside of me. There's nothing about the water that saves anybody. That's been done by the grace of Jesus. There are two things that Jesus gave us to make sure we're faithful to in the church. One is communion, and that helps us to do what? Remember what Jesus did that applies so we can tap into Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The other is water baptism. And we follow through where we're buried with Christ in baptism. We go down into that water. It's like a watery grave 
the old things have passed away. We rise again and all things become new. That's what it's about. And so we're celebrating people that found Jesus, one on March 19th, one that's been drug free for four months, one that says, I've met Jesus and he saved my soul. Each of them have a story of God's grace. And so we're going to be worshiping out of our story and theirs, clapping our hands. I'm going to ask you to remain seated so that that you, you still engage in the worship. But that way you get the greatest visual so you can be blessed and celebrate these wonderful people. Amen? All right. God bless you.
everybody. Come on. Lift your heart. Lift your voice. Let's worship Him. salvation we thank you Lord for a fresh start we thank you Lord for helping us make the most of a fresh start every day in Jesus name and everyone said amen one more time let's praise God for who he is what he has done God bless you everyone we'll see you on Mother's Day God bless you